And yeah, what if I tried something like this? You know, maybe a It's a little laid back. Maybe you want something a little heavier. Uh, well, probably not heavy, but you're now listening to. Guys, hi. How are you? I paused there so that you could actually answer. I'll do it again and you should actually answer. That'll be fun. Guys, how are you? Well, I am happy and or sorry to hear that. Look at that. It's like we have a real relationship, you guys. I can listen. I'm listening to you as much as you're listening to me. I'm not. I would, though, if you would talk to me. You can talk to me. You, some people are leaving uh, comments on the... I didn't even tell you what you're here for. What if you're a first-time listener? You don't even know what you're listening to. This is a thing. It's called Questionable at Best. Welcome. Welcome to it. And um, if you want me to listen to you, you can go to nomoradio.com slash DSQB. That's hard to say, DSQB. And you can leave comments there. I'll talk to you. I will listen to you as well. And do you know what... Um, if you have ideas about questions that you want to see us address on Questionable at Best, why don't you send those along as well? You can also reach me at Deanne at nomoradio.com. There we go. It's always unexpected, guys. I never know what I'm going to say to you when I turn on this recorder and start chatting into it. It's 3.30 a.m. on a Tuesday, and uh, I just finished putting together the latest podcast for you, and I'm psyched about it. Um, This week, my guest is Robbie Hoffman. She's absolutely hilarious, up-and-coming comic in Canada, originally from New York. Um, Just wonderful. Just wonder. I wasn't sure what else to say about her. I just love this kid. I love this kid. She's got a lot of chutzpah, this kid. Um, You should follow her on Twitter. She's really funny. Her Twitter is I am Robbie Hoffman. Um, and you know what? You'll figure it out because you, you're on the internet. So you see how to spell her name. It's with a Y. I am Robbie Hoffman. We asked an interesting question this week. The question this week is what's too Jewy? And you'll see. You'll see what happens. There is one moment um, that I had to edit out. And I'm sorry about that. We were recording outside and a big train passed by. And it, it, was, uh, it was hard on the ears. It was annoying. It, it is better without it. Trust me. So I had to edit that out and you will know exactly when that happens um, because it will be extremely obvious. What else do I have to tell you? That might be it. Is that it? Can we just start this thing? There's also another moment where somebody walked by and we had to, we had to say hi to him. If you're listening to this as I was when I, when I was first listening to it, um, if you're walking down the street alone at night and you have headphones in and you're listening to this and then out of nowhere, you hear like a man's voice from far away do this, like, well, well, and you get completely freaked out because you don't know who this is or why they're saying well, well to you. And if, if you, maybe you're just about to be murdered, um, that's actually, that's just in the podcast. So don't worry. That was our friend that walked by. Um, should I edit out that um? I'm tempted to. I might. You might not even know that I just said um there because I've learned how to edit podcasts. Uh, 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 uh. That's thanks to Paula Flalo, who I gave a shout out to in the last one. He's a wonderful man. Okay, guys. Oh, oh, here's something to look forward to. If you think I'm rambling on too long in the intro and you just want to get to the burning question of what's too Jewy, which I know you've been worried about. Um, Robbie brings up the topic of scissoring and that's a thing. 
that's a thing that we talk about. So listen for that. You'll enjoy it. Let's just jump right into it, guys. I'm, I'm glad that you're back. I'm glad that you're here. Wh- whatever's going on, I'm glad about it. Unless at the top when I asked you how you were, you, you were like, meh, not good, or I'm sad, or if you, if you maybe you just didn't even answer. And if that's happening, I'm not glad about that. In that case, reach out. Reach out. Maybe not to me, though, because I don't have that much time. Reach out to an actual friend. If you have no actual friends, um, yeah, it makes sense that you're depressed. Ah, reach out to me. I'll give you a phone call. I'll talk to you. What am I doing? It's 3.30 in the morning. I'm here now. I'll do it. I'll call you. That's a big That's a big thing to say. Don't say it. I was about to be like feeling suicidal. Give me a call. Don't. The question is, what's too Jewy? Whoa. What do you think? Don't say, whoa, like you didn't come up with this question because I am too I sensitive to other cultures to have come up with it on my own. I know. I know. Uh, it's just, it's a big question. It's a huge question. I think if you're Jewish, you're already too Jewy. <laughs> what does that even mean? Like, I don't know. Like, people just know it. Like, I see Jewish people like I see black people. <laughs> okay. Like, it's me. the same thing. Like, I can spot or hear. I can hear. You mean Jewishness is as, like, as much of a visual cue to you? Yes. As a person's skin color? Yes. Tell me what a Jew looks like. You just know. You just is it know. like gaydar maybe then? Like, do you have to be Jewish yeah. to know Jewish? Yeah, and Jewish gays. I love Jewish gays. Oh, me too. Okay. Do you really? I do. I'm, I mean, it's, it's funny. I've only ever dated Catholics in the Straight end. Straight up Catholics? Yeah. Like, they've all somehow been Catholic. That's pretty intense. Um, and the girl I'm dating now actually has only ever dated Jews. How many girlfriends has she had? I think like three. That's a lot. I have two Jews in, in, in my dating history, but I've also dated a ton of chicks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'll no, not you. really. No, Ooh. it's like, it's, you know, it's what's, uh, what's the world called? Serial monogamist. That's me just jumping from thing to yeah. thing. So it's not like, I like that though. I like that. It's nice to always have someone to hug. It's not good to not Fist, ever work out your own yeah. personal issues. But, um, no, I have two Jews in the mix. Jews are great to date. Why? So what's two Jews? What do you... I, I wouldn't, I would, as a, as a white person, uh, and I was raised Episcopalian, which is kind of like Catholic light. Um, it's like Catholic, like not focused too much on the details. Like, yeah, yeah. Like Jesus is like embarrassed a little bit that he died for mm-hmm. your sins. And mm-hmm. there's not so much focus on mother Mary. Um, I would never say that something is too Jew. Like I could never just say that not being right. like a Jew myself. You can, you can get away with any of this. Well, I don't know that I can. Like, people will come to me and they'll say, you know, like, I, I know every Jew, like, I'm asked, being a comedian, you know, how Judaism affects my comedy. And I like to say that it doesn't. Do you know? Uh, this is where I edited out a train. Because now I know how to edit. Yeah. I think that, yes, a Jew without a budget is a scary thought. A Jew without a budget is a scary is thought? Is a scary thought. Like, if I get, like, I went to England, okay, and I get into the cab, and it's, like, 80 pounds. Now, I had budgeted 35 pounds. So that 80 depressed me for two days because my budget was off, okay? okay. It's not to say I wouldn't have a nice dinner or all that, but because the budget was tampered with, I felt uneasy. So I don't know that Jews are... are but you are also an accountant, correct? I was. Okay. I was. Um... Which I think is very Jewy. <laughs> is it? I think so. See, I don't even know. Yeah, I think so. I don't know. I didn't grow up with a lot of uh, stereotypes. I don't know stereotypes, mm-hmm. but I did grow up in like a racist 
kind of family, but somehow I escaped all the knowing what stereotypes go with who. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I hadn't even met a Jew officially until I was in university. Wow. Um, and then, oh, actually, that's not true. My best friend when I was little was from Israel. And oh, they I grew up with Jews. I'm sorry. That's and not true. Hebrew. I went to yeah. Jewish day school. Yeah. I forgot about I forgot it. about those guys. Um, but anyway, so my girlfriend was like, oh, I'm a Jew or whatever. It came out. And my, the thought in my head was like, don't say that about yourself. <laughs> because unfortunately, like just the term Jew, I had only ever heard in a negative context. Right. So there is a lot of uh, what do you hear of racism so out there. I can't. I I can't even say. You it's just say. that like if white people in my town were using the term Jew, just like Jew, right? It would have been in a derogatory way, I guess. Right. Sometimes it is still. Maybe like, they would say Jewish person if they were speaking of someone Jewish. If they had to say anything at all. Really, Jew. You sometimes I've just got. Uh, you know, I've just said in a room like I've got onto stage and just stood there and said Jews. <laughs> and held that pause so and fun. people find it yeah it doesn't hit it's never worked because people <laughs> just cannot get on board with that like i'll hear one chuckle and that'll be enough for me because i'll know that that person got it but most times people are uncomfortable by that because it's almost a bad word and i'm like but it's not like imagine i just said christians like yeah yeah well that's the thing there's all this heaviness attached to it because there is a lot of uh anti-semitism in the world right i suppose I, I mean, know. I mean, yes, there is in the world where I live, I don't find. Yeah. And the industry that I'm in, I don't find. You know, it's comedy. Like, I don't Jews know. Jews are running the place. Well, no, but. Yeah, uh, kind of. Um, it's not a bad thing. But, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't feel it, but I do get it. But I've never had somebody be like, Jesus killed, you know, you killed Jesus, you know. <laughs> but people, I've heard those stories. People, people are insane. Yeah. And even if somebody did accuse me of killing Jesus, so, okay. What, do you thought he was going to live to 3,000? Like, how old could he possibly be now? We killed him. Now you have your religion. You should be happy about it. Right. Right. Let's talk about this. You grew up in an Orthodox Jewish house. Is that what it's called? Yeah. Highly Orthodox. Lubavitch. It's a Hasidic sect. We're going to get there. Talk to me about, like, uh, the way things break down for Jews. There's, like, Reconstructionist. And oh then, 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 like a step more s- serious or orthodox would be reform. Yeah. Tell me how it goes. Tell me. Okay. These ways so you know. first of all, Reconstructionists is just they're doing their own thing. Fuck the book. Yeah. This is what we're doing, and that's that. Female rabbis. Let's for sure. Let's make this happen. Reform. Still female rabbis. I go to a reform synagogue when I do go, mm-hmm. just because the rabbi's a lesbian it's very intriguing the whole sermon is amazing do you know i have an ex-girlfriend that's a lesbian rabbi what's her name her name is nomi Monone, and she works at the hillel at albany university oh wow yeah naomes gnomes it's <laughs> <laughs> a pretty jewish name eh yeah yeah and then there's i guess conservative which is like traditional like keep the high holidays and then there's well they might practice too and then there's probably orthodox and there, there's actually uh, like modern orthodox people who you know can you know the men shave their faces but they'll wear a yarmulke they'll wear that cap on their yeah. head um and, and if then you there's shave orthodox. your face you don't have what are these called the payas payas you don't have payas right okay and then there's orthodox and then there's ultra orthodox 
which is where you found me. Okay. So Orthodox, they still, they might not shave their face, the men, but they might use an electric razor. So they won't put a blade to their skin. So technically they haven't shaved their face. They've just given it a haircut. Okay. All right. And then once you get to ultra Orthodox, it's no blade, no nothing. You grow it out. And these are these are the guys I see roaming around in my neighborhood in my land. Yes. In Montreal. Yeah. And that, that they're actually even ultra ultra orthodox you can't tell the difference of the black hats but i can okay like so there is a difference among the sex right they're both just as religious they just have separate traditions they have separate things and then it gets even crazier it gets to like towns up north quebec where like men and women walk on separate sides of the street unbelievable yeah i didn't even know that that was possible yeah no it is tell me more about uh the way that you grew up i know some stories and they're, what are they're the fascinating to me. Are they? Yeah. yeah. Do you know the one I always remember? No. Um, the Archie comic oh. and the Jewel cassette tape. Yeah, the Jewel cassette <laughs> tape. I love those yeah, stories. Yeah, yeah, The cranberries. Um, yeah, growing up, it was just no, you know, just as a child, uh, no boys and girls uh, talking. But I did have five brothers, and you're allowed to talk to your brothers or your dad. Okay. Um, so What I about, like, male cousins or no. uncles? No, uncle. Like you can't be alone in a room with your uncle or your cousin. Really? Yeah, without somebody watching, and Only, that I think is safe. But can you speak to them? You can speak to them, and, it, and but you can never be in a room alone with them. Okay. Um, but you can be in a room alone with your dad or your brothers. Yes. Okay. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I covered up. I I, I, co- I covered my collarbone. I covered to my uh, wrists, to my ankles, uh, socks and sandals. When does that start for a girl? From Three. the beginning. Three. Three. Okay. Yeah. So you're like a slut before three. You're like in your booty shorts and then you're <laughs> like showing down. off to all your uncles. What's yeah. up? <laughs> yeah. That is yeah, horrible. Yeah. Hey, Uncle uh, Rob. <laughs> pick me up. <laughs> oh, God. My knees are Sorry, exposed. This is horrible. <laughs> um, okay. So then you then you start covering up. What other things like did you have to do? No music. No secular music. Uh, Friday, Saturday, you're not. No electricity, nothing like that. We had no TV in the house whatsoever. Um, only reading, only reading religious material. You know, you you didn't read secular books. My mother was lenient in that she would take us to the library and we were actually allowed to take out what books we wanted. So I did take out like... Sweet Valley High. Ooh, and like some ooh, <laughs> scandalous! Some Are you kidding me? Stuff, but no, how old were you yeah. when you were reading Sweet Valley High? I could have been like eight. I was young. Whoa, yeah. Jessica and what was the other one's name? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know anything now. I remember um, those hot blonde twins. What else did I read? I used to read like scary things, like Goosebumps, and like I don't know. I, I okay. Like, so yeah. you had this window into the world when you were a kid. I'm happy to hear this. Yeah, tiny. Like we we weren't like sure of it. But you're living also. It, it, we were in New York City. Yeah. So you're like in this separate place, but you're in the, the biggest metropolitan, you know, in the Western Hemisphere. So yeah. it's almost impossible to be blocked out from it. You're walking through the alley. You're like, poof, that's a Janet Jackson poster. Like, what's going on there? Like, yeah. that's insane. Yeah. Look at that hair. You know, I, I wonder what's happening there. You're walking past an electronics store. You see tons of TVs on. Everybody's surrounded. There's some big game on. You're aware of that. Yeah. You know, you also had your parents who were, you know who were, you know, secret fans of the Knicks and the Mets. They were secretly following it, not letting you on to it. Okay. Yeah. Um, we Because we referenced the Archie and Jewel stories, I feel like people need to hear those now. Okay. I could say the Jewel, the Archie comic under the pillow. Okay. So I could say, basically, I found a tape. 
I found two, we found two cassette tapes. Um, one of them was a jewel tape in an alleyway, and my brother for his bar mitzvah had gotten a tape recorder. What did uh, he play on a, it? Sorry, not a tape recorder. A uh, yeah, just uh, a Walkman. But what was he allowed to play on it? Like if we not... had like this like this fake band sh- called Schlock Rock, which was a Jewish <laughs> band that turned oh, popular <laughs> popular songs into Jewish things. Okay. Like for instance, the Mermaid song. Into the sea, into yeah. the sea was actually into the land of milk and honey. Oh my gosh, really? Yeah, and so when I first heard the mermaid song, it was like they copied Schlockrock. <laughs> Get a load on these guys. <laughs> That's so funny. Because I had no idea that that was the original. So That's um, really we found funny. this jewel tape, and like basically that traded around with me and, and my brothers as like like cocaine would in the house. It yeah. was basically just, please let me listen. I'll listen one time. I'll let you listen tomorrow. Okay. I won't tell Ma that you're wearing pants if you let me listen to the tape. Because yeah. I would always want to try on my brother's pants or things like that in the house because I could only wear skirts. How did you get away with wearing pants in the house? Like, would they just have, you just have to be in a room? No, my parents were shut? just like doing something and I'd okay. be like to my brother, like, give me your pants. <laughs> give me your pants. He'd be like, no, I feel uncomfortable. I'm like, stop it. Just give me your pants. It's like, fine. <laughs> just don't let her catch you, you know. Uh, my brothers uh, were more timid, I guess, than I was. Um, yeah, so that jewel tape um, and the cranberries tape became like heroin in the house, and we traded those around, and it was a lot of fun. Um, and then when we were older, my mother brought bought us all when we became not secular. My mom bought us all cranberries tickets <gasps> for Hanukkah. That's so sweet. And we all went to the concert. Oh my gosh, did your mom go too? Yeah, and we were sitting like so high up. My mother was just like gripping her chair like afraid to tumble down oh that's really sweet your mom's a bit deaf right yes how did she enjoy the concert um she liked it yeah 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 she's deaf from uh she teaches music so yeah yeah and then so that's that story and the archies we weren't allowed archies or any secular reading at all and um we did get a hold of an archie and my brother we would hide it uh my brother i remember had it in his pillowcase partly because he didn't want other kids to steal it in the family and because it could have been taboo material for us to be reading with Archie Contraband. and Veronica. Do yeah. you remember uh, do you remember the storyline of the Archie comic? It was like Archie going between Veronica and Betty. Like he was debating which girl to be with. I did think. you read this comic and be like, I'm the Archie in this scenario? <laughs> Were you identifying with Archie? <laughs> well, we both did have orange hair and I thought, hmm. Well. Deanna is really famous and so people that's our friend we're recording outside outside the Tarragon Theater it's alright we're doing a little podcast the question is the question is the question is what's too Jewy do you have any answer adopt this adopt this is too Jewy what's too Jewy what's hi guys ooh yum free chips Free chips. We just got something Jewy. for free. That's pretty Jewy. <laughs> Thank very you. Jewy. Yeah. 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 All right. So we are, uh, we're outside the Tarragon Theater in Toronto. Yeah. We're going to go see Adopt This. Is Toronto Jewy? It is. I don't know. I haven't spent enough time here to know. I mean, Montreal's Jewy. Is it? Isn't it? I don't know. I live in a like, Hasidic Jewish neighborhood. It's all like lesbians, hipsters, and Hasidic Jews. I know, but the Jews that you've dated, like, and then instance, there's like, like secular Jews. Like, do you find there's anything different from them and regular 
girls that use scissor. Like, is there a difference? <laughs> hey, 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 I can't just let you get away with that premise as if I scissor girls. No one's scissoring. Are you scissoring? Are people I'm not, scissoring? not scissoring. You're not not scissoring. I don't believe that. I think people are doing everything. People are doing everything, but scissoring. Okay, let's say here's a scenario. You guys are tumbling around in bed. Okay. Okay. You're just rolling over, but your legs are intertwined. Is that scissoring? You're I think just so. Rolling over, but your legs are intertwined. <laughs> Maybe I think in my in my nightmare scenario, um, scissoring is like this. I'm yeah. doing something with my hands that people can't see, and your heads are at opposite ends, and your legs are just coming at each other, and then you're just like. No, I think you could, be, your you could be into it. You could still be, your faces could be close to each other. I don't think you have to be laying down like that. Whose bed is that long? <laughs> Shaquille O'Neal's bed? Okay, you're in Shaquille O'Neal's bed, <laughs> first of all, which is the only way that scissoring can happen. Um, okay, but like, how do you then, we'll get back to this, but how do you physically, how do you have your faces together and the proper scissor? I'm saying somebody's sitting on you. Okay. In your mind, what is scissoring then? Where are the vulvas? Just the vaginas have to be touching each other. The vulvas have to be touching each other. But they're not all smushed in. They like. could be. Like you could have, if your leg was up there and the end's leg is up. Oh, I might, my leg is we up on a picnic scissoring table. in three seconds. Okay. And then, and then my legs were up and we were sitting like this and we were close. Oh yeah, so we'd you're be right. Scissoring. Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. Maybe Case I have, closed. maybe I have induced scissor then if that's what scissoring is. Case closed. Okay. It's very Jewy. <laughs> Thanks court, for settling that. The worst part is that you actually point out that my leg was like this, which may not have been before you mentioned scissoring, and now I'm feeling exposed it's psychically. That <laughs> so you're like you're scissoring, like and then I was like, "What are you talking about?" Yeah. All right, yeah. putting my leg down. We're returning to the question: How are how are Jewish girlfriends different from non-Jewish girlfriends? Yeah, like what is like you've dated two. Well, one thing that I could say, and I don't know if this is um, Jewish or those those particular families, but. Something nice that I noticed was that both of those girls had really um, strong connections to their family. Family life was really important. Um, I don't know if that's a Jewish mm -hmm. quality or, you know, something that comes from the Jewish community. But that's one thing that would be true about both of them. My first Jewish girlfriend, Nomi Minone. I should just stop saying her actual real name. Love it. Um, that was a really lovely introduction to... Um, the Jewish community. Her, she was a reconstructionist because now so she's not really Jewish. Go she's ahead. now she's a rabbi. Maybe not really Jewish, <laughs> but um, her family went to this minion that her parents had like founded with their friends, and so she grew up in this like really supportive, cool mm -hmm. community. And I went with her a couple of times, and everybody was awesome. Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, maybe it's not really Jewish because they're like totally cool with everybody being gay. You know, it is pretty rabbis. Jewish. Like even Orthodox like houses will have you over, even if they know you're gay. Like they don't believe it exists, but they'll still have you over and be like, "No, no, no, we can fix you." This is where I thought Jews stood with being gay. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I thought it was that it was like it's totally okay for you to be gay. You are what you are. Mm -hmm. What's not okay is you ever practicing that in reality. Right, 100%. It, they look at it like any other temptation. So, like, this is the way my religious dad would say, like, like what he would say about being gay. He'd say, just because something... He literally wrote me an email saying this. He said, just because something feels right, feels good, doesn't make it right. So, just because something feels good, doesn't make it right. If that was the case, we'd all be on heroin. <laughs> that's what he told me. I like, love... That's what he equated to. Oh, I love that he thinks gay sex is like heroin and to me that says a lot about what's going on subconsciously for your dad right no for sure he might 
And and I just think like he he equates it to any temptation that you would have to fight off. He's like, if you have a family of six and you want to be a musician, but you have to put food on the table for your family, then that's a temptation you have to fight. Like he, they're all the same to him. Like nothing is worse. Yeah. Like not taking your care of your family to him, which is weird in, in many for many other reasons, is the same as being gay. Like, he doesn't make, like, one is not worse, at least, than the other. It's right. not, like, the yeah. biggest sin. It's as big a sin as all the other big sins. So what's your relationship like with your dad at the moment? Because you're out. You're out and proud. Um, I don't I don't speak to him often, but I think he, he understands it. But I'm just not close to my dad, and, like, I, I don't think I would talk to him about my boyfriends. Right. Either. Yeah. Or whatever. But in your family, there's nine kids, right? Ten. Yeah. Ten. Okay, so you have nine brothers and sisters. Yeah. Um, you had a joke a while ago about being gay wasn't even the even right. the biggest right. Thing I, that- I used to, you know I have five brothers and four sisters and uh, I looked around and I noticed that my older sister was you know dating a guy uh, had a baby at a wedlock with a guy from the country <laughs> and you know my brother dropped out of high school I said fuck it I'm gay yeah and like who even cares. Um, and that is true. Like, my mother was super supportive. By the time I came out, my entire family was supportive. Like, uh, everybody was very supportive. Uh, my brothers were like, can we go out together? Oh, I don't think that's appropriate. I'm not going to come Mac with you, yeah. is the word that he used, I think. <laughs> He's like, come on, we'd be good together. I don't, I'm not ready for that, but thank you for the offer. Yeah. Or, like, one of my brothers was like, you know, now that you're gay and all, now that you're, like, lesbo and all, all those like fag jokes that I've been making. See, I can make them because my sister's a dyke, right? And I'm like, uh, I don't know, but okay, fine. He's uh, did he's he really say no- that? Yeah, but this is like, I love that he's like all those fag jokes I tell. Like he <laughs> like, knows that about himself that he has like, just a catalog what? of gay jokes. Know. Yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, um, that we can cut because <laughs> I actually, yeah, my brothers or something else. But um, yeah, Jews. Jews are uh, pretty Jewy. Is your family Jewy? My family's really Jewy. Okay. We're very um, big Jews. I mean, I don't even know what Jewy is. Is Jewy what? It's saying it's too cold, it's too hot? I am often cold and too hot. Is kvetching Jewish? What is kvetching, though? Like, are you allowed to speak up when something's wrong? Is that considered... Say it is too cold. Should you stay silent? <laughs> I I tend to suffer in silence, and that may be oh. a waspy thing. I don't know. Really? I do. So you want because I'm always too cold. Yeah, I just layer. Okay, what do I suffer hot? in silence? I think I do. Yeah, I think I do. I think I do because I um, have been fostering a kitten, and the kitten would like always attack me when I was eating, and my first thought was like. Um, and always, it was, she'd always like scratch me and jump on the table. And I was like, well, I guess from now on, I'm eating in the bathroom with the door closed. <laughs> I'm like, wait a minute. No, I can put her somewhere and shut the door. Right. I tend to just go, well, I guess it's like this. Right. Yeah. No, I don't know. I would like look for a thermostat. I would try to do it on my own first. Yeah. And then if I had to call for help, um, I would try to. Because once it's in my head that I'm too hot, I mean, how can you do anything else? And if there's no help to be found, you'll just complain about it. No, but I'm, 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 I could be more pleasant a person to be with. (laughs) That's what I will say. Um, We're going to have to wrap this up soon, but I think uh, in terms of kvetching, one of my favorite things about you 
is that you tend to get really worked up and passionate about <laughs> tiny things. But what appears to me like genuinely worked up, like when you're on stage, it doesn't seem to be like I'm trying on this persona because, right. you know, it's interesting to be a ranty comedian or whatever. You seem to really feel these things. Um, I don't know if you're comfortable. Are you comfortable talking a little bit about potlucks? Because oh, that's God. the one that really makes me laugh. Having me start? No, it's just like either invite me. <laughs> like either invite me for dinner or don't. But fuck your potluck. <laughs> Do you know, like. I don't have a mango salad at home to bring. That's why I'm going to your house for dinner. Like, literally, somebody invited me. They're like, oh, and if you could just bring a mango salad. Like, it's like a pretty exotic salad. Like, it's it's not... I know avocados blew up fine, but they're still exotic. They're still something, yeah. you know? And expensive. Greek yogurt blew up. Like, all these things are getting... Like, these exotic things are getting big, but I don't just have them in my house. Like, when I was younger, my mother would invite another family to the house, and she would say, bring nothing. Yeah. And now it's like you're requested to bring something. So I, have to, I literally I had to go to the IGA, pick up that tabbouleh salad, put it in the Tupperware at my house, and then bring it to the potluck to make it look like I made something. That is so smart. I wouldn't even think of that. I would just show up with the thing from IGA, like, duke. But that's oh really God. smart. Did you find a mango? Did you chop one up to put in there? No, I said it was. I, I didn't have any more mango salad. I had <laughs> finished it at my last potluck. <laughs> so you're getting tabbouleh. That's really wonderful. God, like, who are all these people sitting at home who are just like, I made lemon squares all day. I'm like, <laughs> like, I, I, it really, so I don't know that that's a little thing. To me, that's a big thing. Dinner is a big, if you invite somebody for dinner, it is a very nice gesture. And I, it does not go unnoticed to me. Right. I'll bring a bottle of wine, the standard. It doesn't go unnoticed. I always remember that you had me over for dinner. I would try to repay you by taking out something like that because I always remember that generosity. But the potluck completely removes any generosity. (laughs) (laughs) I wish people could see how you are waving your index finger at me like I invented the concept of potluck. She's genuinely worked up. And this is what I love about Robbie Hoffman. Keep going, though. I don't mean to make you stop. It does. It does ruin the concept. It's just it's not a generous concept. It's you had an idea going and then you just were like it's like giving somebody a present and be like actually i kind of like how those fit on me i'm gonna take them back <laughs> it's like i'm inviting you for dinner but we don't have any food here byo okay. dinner god <laughs> and then i feel bad because nobody's eating my tabbouleh and i'm eating everybody else's stuff yeah and of course nobody wants my watery tabbouleh anyway it's it's i haven't been invited to a potluck since i brought that on stage which I think is a good thing, but I have less friends from it. So, <laughs> <laughs> Well, guys, if you're out there, invite Robbie Hoffman to dinner. She's hungry. She could use it. She'll bring a bottle of wine. Don't tell her what to bring. She will show up. She has manners. She'll bring some wine, probably some good stories. Um, can, we, can we definitively answer this question? What's too Jewy? Can you name three things that are too Jewy and then we'll call it a podcast? Okay, so the, the temperature... Is obviously a very Jewy thing. Okay. I didn't know that. That's new to me. Okay. Um, I guess food. I guess food. Like people are always, you know, like there's always room for dessert. You know. Um, I don't know. What's the third Jewy thing for you? That's too Jewy. Bald men. Bald, not athletic. <laughs> I was going to say angst, but let's leave it there. Let's leave it at bald men. Thank you so much for hanging out. It was Thank awesome. Thank you. Questionable at Best is available every Thursday at nomoradio.com. Check out the website to join in on the weekly Questionable at Best comment thread. 
head over there. Talk about this stuff with us. Weigh in. Ask more questions. Answer questions. Get involved. Paint a fence. Make it happen. Join the community. I don't know if there's a community, you guys, and paint a fence is not a thing that people say, so I don't know why I just said it. But um, just go over there. I would love to continue this conversation with you. Support for the No More Radio Podcast Network comes from the Montreal Improv Theater. Check them out at montrealimprov.com. Our cool graphic was designed by Charlie Sneaker. Her work is on Instagram, charlie underscore design. That's Charlie with a Y. Do not be fooled. Our super sweet intro and outro music, which you're listening to right now, was composed by comic and renaissance man Mike Carosa. His Twitter is Mike Carosa. That's two R's, two Z's, two A's, although not sequentially. You'll figure it out. Also, I just said renaissance man. If you are listening in the UK, I say to you, renaissance man. I'm Deanne Smith. I have an internet presence. Thank you guys so much for listening. I will see you again next week. <laughs>